We are Beautiful. live. How are y'all feeling? Beautiful. First time in two We're weeks. Back. <laughs> back. So back. Hey, man. I hate to be the one to say this, but this is my first time seeing y'all in a whole year. How y'all been? Oh, my God. Go to hell. Boo. Tomato, tomato, uh. tomato. <laughs> Oh, I see that. I see the crayon eaters flocking into the chat. What's up, everybody? I see y'all spamming uh -huh. it up. Everybody, Boombo. crayon eaters. No, no, no. I missed Boombo. you. Boombo. <laughs> that was a terrible. Yeah, man. Again, first stream of the new year. We missed a week because of Christmas, but we're back, ready to get back to this every single week. We appreciate y'all jo joining in early. We got a few people, a few hundred people in here right away. It's gonna be fun. Hey, yeah, man. Yeah. Isaac, you were asking us something before we got on, and I never asked you. Hmm. During your childhood, how much of a fan of Neo were you? Of Neo? Mm -hmm. uh, massive. I was spamming Miss Independent in my little headphones, my iPod. <laughs> Neo was my fucking guy. <laughs> really? What's Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was sucker for R&B from a young age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I see everybody. Everybody in the chat is immediately asking, how does Donovan feel about the Knicks trade? How does Donovan feel about the Knicks trade? You see it in the title. That's the first thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about it at length. We're going to grade the trade. You know what? Let's just jump straight into it. Donovan, the floor is yours. How do you feel about this trade? Put the ISO cam on. The ISO cam on Don. Let's go. Well, I am sad to see my beloved Emmanuel quickly go. Again, I'm happy that he's going to go somewhere where his talents can flourish and he could be the best version of himself. And that's really what true <laughs> love is, right? Wanting mm. the best for somebody, even if it's not with you, right? You guys, some, some of you guys aren't grown to understand that, right? That's really what it is. You better man than me. Listen, so for Emmanuel, quickly, go on. RJ Barrett, you get to go home. Go to the crib. I'm happy for you. <laughs> but for the Knicks, hey, we're up. Like, I don't know why. Every, like, I understand everybody's upset because quickly got, got traded. Guys, we got the best player in the trade. We won. Mm, and listen, Masai Ujiri was asking for four first-round picks, seven first-round picks, your firstborn son, and two legs for OG <laughs> we, got him and we didn't have to give up a first-round pick. We got it. We got the deal done. We're good. And, like, worst-case scenario, OG doesn't resign, which is it's, – it's not even, like, a fathomable thing that the Knicks would make this trade and not think that, like, OG would resign. It's just like it's just not going to happen. But let's say that that happened, right? He just hates the next four months, and OG doesn't resign. We get off of RJ Barrett's contract, and we get flexibility from not having to pay quickly because either we pay quickly, and now he's the highest paid backup point guard in the league, or we let him walk, and now we have actual space to go get another star. Cap-wise, it makes sense. Team construction-wise, it cool. makes sense. Asset-wise, it makes sense. This is a great deal for the New York Knicks, and I'm extremely happy that that we did this. And for Tom Thibodeau, who's going to play people 49 minutes a night, now we have good players to play 49 minutes a <laughs> night, and it's not a move for this year because as soon as listen, as soon as Mitchell Robinson went down for the year, any type of like Cinderella story that the Knicks wanted to have that went out the door because the offensive rebounding and the defense that he provides helps the offense take it it gives the offense a floor when you know that you're going to get an extra six or seven possessions because of his rebounding once he goes out we're done with that next year though when you have a lineup of brunson what, what are we gonna start to two we'll go we'll go like brunson grimes <laughs> right brunson grimes og randall robinson 
we're, we're cooking, right? That's a solid base to where we can be flexible and do some stuff. And Julius Randle's probably not going to be here next year. So we're going to be even more flexible. Like, it's oh, the is he hardest a free agent? ISO I've ever seen. This is the biggest ISO ever. This is great. It's yeah, a, we love it. It's a fantastic <laughs> move for, for Knicks fans. I, and again, I understand Quickly's gone. Shout out to the homie. But we had to do what was best for us. So this is fantastic. Love it. While, while, while you were ranting, we got a quick donation. I got a shout out. Shout out to 123 who donated $1. He said, why does Gordon Hayward kind of look like Kobe? Did y'all see that? That has what? been going around, yes. I never <laughs> saw that. I'll find it while you talk. Yeah, but I agree with everything you said. I think, um, undoubtedly, a good move. I think Emmanuel Quickly is the type of guy you want to have long-term. I see why the Raptors targeted him in this deal. I think he can make a Tyrese Maxey-esque leap. Maybe not quite to the level Tyrese did this year because like he's a legit star. But quickly, he's a guy you want to buy stock in. Like he's gonna be extremely good if given starter minutes and a starter role. OG Ananobi, there's a reason he was the most coveted trade asset on the market for every team that wanted to be good and have a winning roster. If you already have a star and you can put OG Ananobi as the on-ball defender next to those ball handlers, he fits like a glove. You said he's gonna play 45 minutes a night because everybody does for Tibbs. Exactly. He's the type of on-ball defender you just like slap onto a Jason Tatum, slap onto a Anthony Edwards, whoever. He has assignment all night. You don't gotta worry about it. I don't know how a Knicks fan could not be okay with this trade. Yeah, it's just emotional. I mean, it's just emotional. That, that's literally it. But if you actually look at the basketball aspect of this, it is a good deal for both sides, right? Because for the Raptors, OG was going to walk anyway. You guys had they had no direction, and so now they can finally make a move to where it looks like, oh, you guys actually want to be good two years from now. You guys yeah. want to want to start moving forward. Chat, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> look at this picture of Gordon Hayward. Chat. <laughs> Yeah, is Gordon Hayward? That's crazy. Is he like Kobe or is he not? <laughs> that's crazy. That's Kobe. This is hilarious. He got the same <laughs> head and jaw and all that. Really, that's in the same nose too. That's what sells it. Wow, I love it. That's Chad, who do you guys think won the trade? Or Mo? I'll ask you that because Donovan clearly likes it for both sides. Do you think anybody won the trade, Mo? Yeah. So I think it's, in my opinion, because of the potential of all the potential different directions that the Knicks can go in. I think they won the trade because they, you don't have RJ Barrett anymore. You immediately get so much better as a basketball team. That's no hate or shame to RJ Barrett. That's just how this game of life goes, you know? And along with that, like Donovan said, you have all the cap space in the world (laughs) to do whatever you want, (laughs) you know? And so on top of that, on top of that, again, you don't have to deal with RJ Barrett. That's just the biggest thing. I will say, as a Knicks hater, as someone who just a part of my personality is hating New York, I fell to my knees when I saw this trade. I, <laughs> I got so sad. I was sick to my stomach. Why? Because any argument that I try to have with Donovan about the Knicks and the Hawks, I lose immediately. I can't say <laughs> shit no more. I can't say shit. So with that being said, the Knicks for sure won. Uh, but I will say also, I don't think this is necessarily a bad trade for the Toronto Raptors, even though they didn't see a pick coming back or anything like that, because it's their own fault. Masai shot himself in the foot by waiting for by waiting way too long to trade um, OG Anunoby. But they did get a piece in, in Emmanuel quickly, who who we all see a real feature in him becoming a potential all-star player, all-star-esque guy, someone who can get you efficient 20 points per game, along shooting 40% from three. That's his game, and that's the type of player that you need alongside someone like Scotty Barnes. Now, they got back R.J. Barrett again. That hurts um, because 
He's RJ Barrett, <laughs> and he's just really mid at like everything. But he's not like a complete negative on the court, so he's just a filler player, and that contract really hurts too. But yeah. it's okay at the end of the day. You're not playing. We're running shit. a poll right now, and right now, 69% of people are saying the Knicks won the trade over the Raptors, and <clears throat> it's a bit surprising because when I looked on Twitter, Knicks fans hate this trade. I think the general public agrees the Knicks want it because like they see OG and I know we go into a winning team, and they're like fucking perfect. I, I feel like most Nick not most because you know, Twitter is not an accurate example of the whole fan base. But a lot of Knicks fans were pissed that they got rid of Emmanuel quickly. Do you guys like understand that, or are they being dramatic? I, I mean, totally understand it, right? Like if there is an emotional tie to Emmanuel quickly, and for somebody who we like drafted and saw kind of blossom into into the player that he is right now, and then to have. To have the backcourt, and I think a lot of it is short-sighted just because you look at the move, and now if you look at the Knicks bench, not having Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench severely depletes it. 100%. And And that was a strong suit for them for years. Yeah. And so for this year, and that's why I'm saying that this is a a long-term play. This is a next-year type of move because now you have – now you don't have like the the 20 points per game, the 18 points per game, whatever, coming off the bench, giving your offense a, a spark. And so it, in a sense, it kind of feels like the Knicks might be giving up on the season because you just don't have that punch, but it's, it's fine. Like it's next year. Say that. Ne- next, so, next year, everything is going to be okay. Stephen A. Smith went on first take and he said, I'm not moved with the Knicks Raptors trade. Emmanuel quickly, I did not want to lose him. Not having him there, to me, puts a lot more on Jalen Brunson. It doesn't improve the chances to beat Boston or Milwaukee. I, the first Terrible half of that, take. I understand. Well, this, okay, this, Second half this, sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This take was, in this context, it's taken out a, a little bit out of context. Because after this, he goes on to say that, like, if this is the only move that the Knicks do, then he's not moved by it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. This, he wants this move to be followed up by a Donovan Mitchell, a Carl, uh, a Carl Anthony Towns, some, something like that. So, like, and in that sense, I can I can understand that, right? If your master plan was just to go get OG and Anobi, and that's it, then yeah, you guys aren't really operating at a high level. Someone in the chat said, "Isaac, you look like somebody I know." <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I say he, the part that. I find bothersome as he says it doesn't improve the chances to beat Boston or Milwaukee. Emmanuel quickly has done nothing for them in the playoffs, which part of it, he was hurt in the playoffs last year. Part of it, you know, Tibbs runs the stars into the ground. Jalen Brunson's getting most of the minutes. Quickly just hasn't had great playoffs here so far. Granted, he's young. I think OG Anobi is clearly an archetype of player that helps you in the playoffs, I think. I think he gives you a lot of versatility. You can play him at the five and have lineups with him and Julius Randle. He can guard up like that. It just gives you a lot of versatility of type lines you can do. You can throw them on a Jason Tatum, throw them on a Jalen Brown. Like, they didn't have anybody beforehand that can match up with those type of guys. Granted, defense isn't just, like, one-on-one in that way, so it's not that simple. But that's a pretty great tool to have from a team that's trying to make, make serious noise. And I think if you already have your two main creators in Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, I don't know how he couldn't help you in the playoffs. Like, he's, he's that level player that fits perfectly. Yeah, and even if this was – obviously, we don't think, like – the Knicks are just going to stop from here on there. But even if it is point blank period, you got, you got better at the end of the day compared to you were where you were yesterday. And I think because of this, we, we can all agree because this, they do match up better alongside the Boston's and Milwaukee's and whoever else you want to throw in of the world. And I love Emmanuel quickly, 
as much as anyone. I thought he probably should have won six man of the year last year. He was one of my he was I think he was one of my predictions or so. And um but with that being said, last year's playoffs, he put up like nine points and he saw like thirty five percent from the field. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Although yeah, he's yeah. a great player. Like, he's not moving needles. He's not moving mountains for the team concurrently constructed, and that's only because you have someone like Jalen Brunson there. Yeah, and at a certain point, like, you you can latch onto the idea of what Emmanuel quickly could be, but we just know he was never going to be maximized here. Like, you're – we know there's, there's been a lot of talk lately about Jalen Brunson and how is he big enough to be the number one player on a championship team? Is his height going to hold him back? And a lot of it has been, like, very reductive, but, like, there is something to be said about it's hard for a small creator to – have that championship caliber level in them. And I, whether that's true or not, I can assure you that if there is a way for Jalen Brunson to be the best player on a championship level team, it's not by starting another 6-3 guard next to him. That's never going to yeah. be the championship formula for them. So it's better to get sell high on quickly while you can because you know he's not going to be in your future long term. And OG can be there long term. Like You can fit him with this version of the team, a version with Donovan Mitchell, a version with whatever other star you want to put into there next to Jalen Brunson. OG is always going to fit that equation. Yeah, and and for the Knicks, like you, you have to make the move right now because Brunson is on probably the best deal in the league, right? To have somebody yeah. playing at that level and getting paid twenty five million dollars, which Woo! is like him, him and R J Barrett, right? Like we're making similar money. Like that is the level of deal that. Um, well, maybe, maybe I can't remember R J's contract exactly, but he's making like, about twenty eight this year. It's thirty on average. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it's it's a better deal, right? You're getting Jalen Brunson for cheaper than what you were paying for R.J. Barrett. And to have that for two more years, now is your time. Now is your window to have the flexibility to go put out an actual championship mm-hmm. roster around Brunson. So mm-hmm. you, you kind of have to make this sacrifice, right? Yeah. And, and and Mo Mo brought it up earlier. These are This is Quickly's exact stat line from last year's playoffs. Eight games, um, eight games, 22 minutes a night. Nine points, one assist, 1.6 rebounds, 24% from three, 35% from the field. Yeah, I'd, give me OG Ananobi to, to get some defense. Like, I'd, I'd much rather take that yeah. than what quickly gave me. 100%. And um, look at this tweet pulled up right now per Ian Begley. A lot of members of the Knicks believe they still have enough assets to make another trade. Clearly, clearly they believe that, so it's not saying much. But they didn't give up a single first-round pick in this trade. And they have first-round picks from other teams coming in, have all their picks still. Like, they clearly have another move in the cupboard. So, like, to the point you said earlier with Stephen A's reaction, like, if this is the only move, I'm not moved. It's not going to be the only move. There's no way this is the only move. Like, they clearly have a ton of flexibility, and they have to do something with these assets at some point. It's not going to be filling this roster of young players on a tips team. That's, that's not the answer. So, whatever the move is, like, there's been a lot of talk about Carl Anthony Downs, which... I don't know why we're still talking about Carlton Town straights because they're the one yeah. seed, but whoever that player is, they are in a good position going forward because of this deal. Absolutely, I agree. Before we turn the page, just quick two cents for the Raptors fan. What do you guys think about this trade on their end? Um, I yeah. think it's a, I think it's a, it's a good deal. I think you have you can get another young creator in there in quickly with somebody who who can score and pair you know really well with Scotty Barnes, and then to have just comp like. Finding competent NBA players at, at a certain point is kind of hard. And RJ Barrett, like, again, he's not great. He's a competent NBA player. He's, he's okay. Like, he's fine. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a good deal. I think um, 
it's great. I think chat, chat. Let me know what you think, chat. What do you? Let's let's move over to grading these deals. Chat. What what would you grade this deal for the Raptors? I want to hear from you guys as I explain. But yeah. I think it's great. I think we've been talking about the fact for years now that they need to make a deal. All we've cared about is when will the Raptors trade OG and Obi? When will they trade Pascal Siakam? It's been like the only thing we could think about. So the fact we finally did it, I think it's stupendous. I think it's great. I don't even care what they get back for him. Thank God they're making moves towards blowing things up and finally changing their trajectory and building around Scotty Barnes appropriately. And in terms of what it takes to build around Scotty Barnes, spacing. They don't have any of it. He's a slasher. He's an on-ball creator, good passer. No shooting around him to be able to like let that thrive. And quickly, he's the perfect point guard, I think, to do that. He brings that off-the-dribble shooting, brings the spot-up shooting. He can be a secondary ball handler with Scotty. Like they, they mesh each off each other so perfectly, I think, that I understand why they decided that they don't have to get all the draft picks because they can see exactly. themselves having a player that fits them long-term. Because he, you can you can see quickly thriving with them. So, good what return plus it's good for what it signals going forward. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. real quick for the for the Knicks, like you're gonna have to get another backup point guard in the building. Listen, there's one coming in the draft, six three point guard who would be great as a backup. His name is Bronny James. Oh my god! <laughs> they get him and his father, who has a player option for next year. Him and his father can come play in the garden together. And you can get every you can get everything rolling. So yeah, I'm seeing a lot of like solid B pluses, A minus, yeah. stuff like that for the Raptors. I understand that. That's about what I'd say. Real quick, we have another donation to shout out. Shout out to Submerge. He said a couple of podcasts ago, one of you said the Knicks would probably end up the four seed in the East, and none of y'all blinked. Before the OG trade, how is that not the most ridiculous statement ever? I'm assuming he means he thinks they'll be worse than the four seed. Uh, and Donovan, I don't, I don't know. yeah. If this team was healthy and they had Robinson, I don't think that that is a ridiculous statement to say that they were the four seed. No, it's not yeah, it's think, ridiculous at all. Yeah, exactly. I think you said that, Donovan, and I think we were arguing between, like, oh, the Hawks would be better, four or five seed yeah. or whatever, and I'm just like, okay, you know what I'm saying? And that's not crazy to say at all because they're a solid regular season team that it's a Tibbs led team, so they compete really freaking hard every night. So even with this move being made, they're what? Uh, seventh seed, I believe, off the top yeah, of my head. They're eighteen and fifteen right now. The four seed mm-hmm. is nineteen and thirteen. One more win, like it wasn't crazy at all. Obviously, Mitchell Robinson going out for the season changed that equation a lot. I don't think Donovan would have predicted them to be the four seed with that in mind. Yeah, no. but I don't know why we're acting like the Knicks are the fucking twelve seed. Yeah, he, yeah, that was just a straight up hater take. I wouldn't even say nothing like that, man. Come on now, mods. I see you guys in the chat. Let, let them spam a little bit. It's it's okay if they spam. We don't got we don't got to time everybody out for spamming. Let, let them have fun. It's get those chats up. It's good for us, anyways, for the algorithm. So let, let them cook a little bit. Oh, uh, oh, another donation. <laughs> Mariah Mills said, "One of you should start making content like that Drew Walls guy." <laughs> oh, face that! Oh, I got it. Let me get my impression real quick. Oh, my wife. Listen. Oh, you got the ring light over there. Get that tripod. <laughs> Let's get oh. it. <laughs> He 100% brings his tripod everywhere. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, spam up these crayons while watching this day in the life of Mo. <laughs> day in the life of a I podcaster. Would, <laughs> I would love to see this in New York. And Mo is filming himself trying to get on the subway and tries to, like, get back off. But then the subway takes off. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, y'all. See, I got up to look for these. For those who haven't been... I haven't tapped into the episode 68 that we did. Isaac gave me a present. Oh, let's go. Get him right out. Here. Let's go. People in the chat were asking about the Shundies. Let's get him out. I love it. That's what they were asking for. It is what y'all thought. Have I worn him? 
Hell nah. What about like, Manny the Gym? <laughs> or <Orange laughs> the Gym. <laughs> oh my god. I'm surprised it's framed right no. now. But these will be potentially a prop on my set. When oh, I, I forgot about it. reminds me of? I gotta open your package. Exactly, y'all. So everyone in that episode, or a few people in the episode, was like, "What about Isaac? Isaac didn't get no gift." No, Isaac got a gift. It didn't just, it just didn't show up on time, man. During this stream, I'm just gonna unpack <laughs> what I got him for I'll his do it TV3 now. I forgot about that. Let's so I put, put my ISO cam on. Mo got me. Everybody eats. Mo got me a gift. He sent it express from the Bronx. One day shipping. Paid fifty dollars to get this over here on time. It's crazy. I'm Look expecting a goddamn return. <laughs> this package is beat the fuck up. They threw this shit with the rats. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Let me open this. Okay. Uh oh. It's a Lakers related gift. Right now it looks like a jersey. I feel like I'm about to be fucked with. So let's not get too excited. This might be horrible. Don't let's think see. I'm a nice guy. Let's see, I'm not looking yet. I'm gonna show you guys the back of it before stream, I show myself. Stream, we need like, stream, we need like 400, 500 likes on this bitch. <laughs> I can't see it. Who is it? Oh my god. Oh my god. You're the number one munch in this bitch. You're the number one munch. If anybody watches TD3, you know the second that Isaac watches footage of anybody, any single player in the NBA, he is on their meat like no other. He is slobbering like there's no tomorrow. What are you talking about? about what the fuck? You tell me about everything they love, bro. That is Isaac, number one munch. That is amazing. That is amazing. One yeah, day, the yeah, go ahead and jersey to go on. Rock the jersey for the for the stream. <laughs> yeah, rock it. <laughs> he tried to go months for months for me. One of the last. Yeah, I forgot episodes. he did. Or was, the, or was during the summer? I think actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Proud. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> there we go. We love to see it. And with that being said, we need to like for the stream. <laughs> Munch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hilarious, bro. <laughs> we need that as PVPs for y'all. Now you were going crazy with I, I, much for everybody. What was going on? <laughs> yeah, man, that was a, that was a great unboxing commentary, bro. Love it, man. <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> okay, so what's what's the grade for the Knicks before we move on? Oh man, this is an A. You couldn't do any better, in my opinion. An A, okay. Donovan, you yeah, agree? Yeah, I'll, I'll go A-minus. Cool. Agree. Shout out to the New York Knicks. I'm going to keep this on. We're, bad. <laughs> we're so bad. <laughs> what a great moment. All right, we're going to move on to do something next. As we move on to the rest of the stories, I have this doc pulled up. And I got these links. We're going to talk about all the big stories we need to talk about this week. And we're going to go through all these, watch some highlights together. And at the end, we're going to react to some of y'all's hot takes again. Because I know how much you love that. So the first thing we're going to talk about. John Morant has gotten himself into a lot of trouble lately, as we all know. It got worse in the past week because after he did this dunk, finished it, he did a dance. He's, yeah, toting these guns, doing a dance. And this got people really mad, as you guys know, because as you know, John Morant has some, some uh, history of gun involvement. So people saw this and were like, oh my God, he's doing it again. People were pissed off, including Chandler Parsons, who... Went onto his show on FanDuel TV and said, what else has to happen for you and your family and your friends to learn? Make this about basketball. Make this about your life. Make this about your livelihood. Stop doing things like that. It's a lot of pearl clutching, just mad, 
how did y'all feel about this? How you feel, Mo? He is telling on himself when he's just <laughs> saying stuff like that. And that makes me raise my eyebrow to just be like, what type of person are you, man? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> when I saw that, I that dance looked familiar to me. Um, I, I'm not 100% sure where it came from, but it must be a Memphis thing or a down south thing. And I'm, and I'm from the south, so I know it's familiar and it's tied into some culture. Just I'm not from there, so I'm not 100% sure. But yeah. I've seen people do this before. Yeah, I'm, I have to pull up right now. It's a dance from New Orleans that is... Again, Chandler Parsons wouldn't know this because she's Chandler Parsons, but this is not any type of aggressive thing. It's a very common dance that people do. It's just like you said, a part of culture. It's whatever. And people, including Chandler Parsons, including other writers, a lot of media members, took it upon themselves to like just continue the John Morant is a thug shit and just like really paint the most extreme version of this. And I get what he means. Like, you're in trouble for guns. Avoid gun stuff. I, I don't think I'd call this gun stuff. I think this is just a dance. And... The microscope that he's under is deserved for what he did. It's understandable why he's there. But people are really taking it to the extreme and really just, like, not letting him get away with anything. I feel like we're going to pay attention to everything he does for so long. It's, it's a bit extreme. I mean, he just came back. Like, if this was, like, if this was like three months from now, that would be like, <laughs> I understand. I do think – I think Parsons definitely went too far. Relax. It's not that deep. Yeah. But for Ja, like, come on, man, like. You know, you know what the you know what, what the dance is. You know why you were out, right? There's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason why you didn't play for for two months. Like you don't you don't have to do that. Like you could be just a little smarter and not do that for yeah. what another two weeks. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Again, but it's just a dance, and I just feel like if notice it follows up by stuff back. like this. It's just it's the tone, like you said, Channel Parson going a little crazy. Not just the fact that people were like, "Don't do that." I can understand, but the tone is crazy. Like Chandler Parsons also tweeted this the same day. It's a video of Team Morant on the on the sideline dancing during a timeout break. There's music playing. That's even he's worse. He's just dancing. He's simply dancing. Unbelievable. Like, like he's doing crime. <laughs> That's like you slap someone mother, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Like this is just such like a clear. The re, the way they're talking about John Morant is very reminiscent of the way Allen Iverson was talked about after all his controversies, where it's just you can't get away with anything. Everything he does is just like a a part of a bigger issue now it's a bit extreme again i understand right i get it john morant has played a very limited amount of basketball games he's played six games this year bro i need you to smarten up for like two weeks please <laughs> just like relax for two weeks and then in in february do it but you just got back and you it's like it's it's a little bit on, on both sides. I completely agree though. Like, first off, going after his father, that was that was two years ago. We've been off of Team Morant dancing all this time. Like, everybody's cool with that now. You're, you're, you're hung up on, on old stuff. Like, come on. He's just he's also just dancing. Like, what is he doing wrong in this clip that upset him? Listen, if you don't like it, challenge him to a dance battle right now. <laughs> That's why he did it. He knows he's that motherfucker. Team Morant in a dance battle if you want him to stop. <laughs> like shit with all them surgeries that do you know how many surgeries Chandler Parsons has had during his playing career? <laughs> yeah, the yeah, man, listen. The other funny part of this whole John Morant saga is it got it continued. It wasn't just this. There was a story that was written by Tom Haberstroh, where oh we got a we got a donation from Team Morant. We can't really see the video of jaw dancing. Can we get an ISO cam? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <That's Never terrible. laughs> um. <laughs> what was I gonna say? 
Oh, yeah, so this story was written by Tom Haberstrow, where he says, Last year, the M- John Morant called an NBA referee a hoe on the record in an interview after an OKC game. It never got out. I obtained the audio and reflected on the important role of in-person media as a guide rail for the NBA superstar. A whole story about John Morant being upset about a call and saying that ref was being a hoe. Mind you, two weeks ago, Nicole Jokic was in a press conference calling that ref a motherfucker. <laughs> this is yeah, hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> get a that's that's just you're, you're reaching for something that's not there to try and attack job ja, like at that at that point that story is an attack well part of it is an attack on Morant and you just have to relax because everybody says everything to referees like exactly. if we got full audio of everything that a player says to referees LeBron would be under massive scrutiny <laughs> for something he says. Like, nobody is innocent when it comes to that. And the way that the referees are calling games this year, maybe he was, right? Maybe he was <laughs> to have that screamed at him. Yeah, man. People are saying, how do I donate? It's on the it's in the description on the first line. It says, support the stream. <laughs> we got another donation from Jechi. He says, people are demanding that Mo does a 2024 calendar shoot and only the SGA undies. <laughs> Mo, do you have have any answers to those those requests? A 2024 calendar shoot in the SGA undies. You got a computer? Brother, seek help. (laughs) (laughs) Help. I don't do nothing but pray for you folks, man. (laughs) It was a a bit. It was a joke, okay? (laughs) I think you got to put them on at least once. Do what you want with it once you put them on, but they have to be on your body. Under your pants, over the pants, whatever. Not putting another man's <laughs> face. Oh, okay, you put it on your face. <laughs> Listen, you did put it on your face. I'm not putting. I'm not doing that. Okay, You're not I'm doing not doing this. that again. <laughs> again. All right, my next story we got to talk about. <laughs> Where were you when the Los Angeles Lakers were robbed of a win by LeBron's big toe? How did y'all feel about this? What do you mean, robbed of a win? <laughs> I'm kidding. But this, no, this is a huge controversy where LeBron hit what would have been a go-ahead three to force overtime, and it got called a two with his foot very close on the line. It's apparently controversial of whether or not it was on the line. LeBron doesn't seem to think so. Everybody in the Lakers fandom doesn't seem to think so. How did y'all feel about this? I mean, the, the toe was on the line. It was on the line. <laughs> and it's like, and even if even if you can find the 0.01 second screenshot where his toe is not on the line. In order to reverse a call on the floor, it has to be clear and conclusive. And you can ask literally everybody on Twitter, is his foot on the line? And you would get massive like differences in answers. The, the video was not clear and conclusive, so you have to go with what was called on the floor. It, it is what it is. This is pretty fucking clear, I think. I mean, this foot was not on the line. It was. Uh. It just wasn't. And also, he also, like, as the ref, you see LeBron get the board. He's going back. You know he's going for the three. And, like, to call it a two when he's clearly, like, you know he's hunting the three. And it's if it's close, like you're saying, it's maybe on a line. If you call it a two, you need irrefutable evidence to overturn it. I don't know why you wouldn't call it as a three and then review it to see if you can go the other way. Because it's he's supposed to not even on the line. So I don't know why you're acting like it's what, conclusive. Well, what does intent have anything to do with what actually happened before? For what? For what? I'm, I'm, I don't even agree with the initial thesis. His foot is not on the line. Like I, I, his toe is like 
hanging over it, but the bottom of the foot is on the line, but the toe hangs over, but it's not touching. Not fair. It, it's, a, <laughs> it's just not. It's a horrible call. Chad, what do you think? Was, horrible, did he get the call right, Chad? Horrible is ridiculous. This is, guys, <laughs> you're about to make me upset. This right upset. Here, it's a terrible call. This, this, right, this right here is the Laker fandom and the Laker delusion coming out. And everybody's upset because it was LeBron's birthday, and people who have never met LeBron were going out and throwing birthday parties for themselves, right? Getting birthday cakes for themselves to eat at Old the man. crib for LeBron's birthday. Right, acting like Isaac right there with the month jersey, <laughs> all, all, all of them, and and just because it didn't go LeBron's way on on his on his birthday, everyone's like, oh my gosh, he was wrong. His foot was on the line. Also, it's like again, you have to have clear and conclusive evidence, and that wasn't the case. So why are we arguing? Like, well, I, okay, I understand why we're arguing, but you guys are just wrong. It's not, it's not a problem. It's not Shout a problem. Out to that that one boy six eight seven for the five dollars. Appreciate you. Yeah, the funny part was afterwards, um, LeBron's reaction to it, it was like another version of the camera fiasco where we got great memes out of it. I'm pulling up the clip right now. I've got a fucking 15-second ad to watch first. But, yeah, it was overall just a hilarious night of NBA basketball. Like you said, it was his name, his birthday. Made it all the more funny. Look at this guy. Honestly. (laughs) Yeah, please, please pull it up. Okay, so we had the play here. LeBron catches the ball. That's just such a three-pointer. Like... I don't know why you'd call that a two in the moment. Like, that's such a three-pointer. Unbelievably three-pointer. What do you mean, why do you call it a two-pointer? Because it looks like his foot's on the line. It and doesn't, though. It doesn't. It just doesn't. It's a millimeter <laughs> between it. What are you talking about? It just doesn't. He's not clearly a three-pointer. We have, we have a, 59% of people were saying it was a bad call. 59% of you know ball. <laughs> but yeah, the, the reaction is great in this clip. Like, it's just such a... Such a fiasco. Look, his foot's just so behind the line. <laughs> it's so behind the line. Are you fucking blind? Are you fucking blind, you old man? This is so behind the line. First of all, his foot is like twisted. It's right there on the line. What? If you look at this and you say that this is clearly a three-pointer, you, sir, are a munch. These are munch guys <laughs> here looking at it. Because that is not clearly a three-pointer. That's not clearly a three. That is as close as it possibly can be. Uh, I know, it's controversial. Oh, it's just funny. Uh, that's funny as hell, yeah. Someone said Donovan was the ref. <laughs> yeah, to be honest with you, this call could go either fucking way. Like, it's so 50-50. At this yeah, point. I know. So that's not really clear. how you wake up in the morning. It just depends on how you wake up and then be like, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll let this be a three. Eh, I'll, I want to ruin LeBron's birthday. <laughs> Someone said he showed the benefit of the doubt because it's his birthday. <laughs> Imagine that. Literally what you want. So just give it to him. No, no not just give it to him. But that's, I think there's a reason it's called a bad call. But they went. They did the two-minute report the next morning, and the refs confirmed it. They stood on business. So I guess that's all you can ask for. They, they reviewed it, and they said, nope, we got it right. Lame. So. <laughs> yeah, right, next thing we got to talk about. Not lame. Correct. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so I said, Don, are you blind? Isaac, stop being a munch. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get it all in the chat. <laughs> Next thing we got to talk about, y'all. The Detroit Pistons. They won a game. Where were you when the Detroit Pistons broke the worst losing streak of all time? I was at a holiday party. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they beat the Toronto Raptors the day after the Toronto Raptors traded OG Ananobi, so they were undermanned a little bit. Everyone kind of saw this at the game. They could finally do it, and they did. They won by two points. 
And did you see this clip right now? Kate Cunningham looks like he just went through a fucking war. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, great. Man. Yeah, this was a fantastic win for him. I'm so happy for them boys. They're currently, I think they're on another losing streak, two game losing streak, whatever, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, they beat an actual respectable team in the NBA, team that's not, not a walk in the park, in my opinion, in the Toronto Raptors. And this is great. This is their NBA championship, pretty much. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no, Highlight this- of their year is a two-point win over the Toronto Raptors at home. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out there, man. Funny and like obviously, so everyone knows about like the Wingstop stuff. There's the deal where if the Pistons win, then people get five free uh, Wingstop things. And so after the game, everybody's going to to get wings from Wingstop. And I saw a tweet, and I have no idea if this is real or not, but I'm gonna believe it is because it's funny. Somebody said there's <laughs> only two Wingstop locations in all of Detroit. They're in hell. <laughs> Are you so you have like ten workers. In the entire city, just filling all of these wings out. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, man. Good for the Pistons, man. They finally got out of the out of the biggest uh, distraction known to man for this season. They're not going to be Dude, a good team. The but... reason, it's the only reason people were watching Pistons games <laughs> for the last for the last two weeks. They were like, "Listen, are they going to win tonight? Are they going to are they going to keep the record going?" It was yeah. actual intrigue. Yeah, I see. We got three hundred seventy eight likes on the stream right now. There's over eight hundred of you in here right now. Y'all need to run that up. You should be ashamed of yourself. Like the video. Like the video. Like Like the video. video. Get us to 500 (laughs) likes, please. Keep it going. Run it up. Please, 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 please. Can I get a smidgen of like? (laughs) 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 And we know what's funny. We're talking about the Pistons and how they finally won a game. The funniest part was leading up to that win. Cade Cunningham was in his fucking bag. He was going crazy. He had two 40-point games in which they lost. So we're going to watch the highlights of one of them real quick. This was hilarious if i can show you guys there we go kate is different man bro kate has been great kate has been i know we talked about early in the year when the losing streak started that he wasn't bad or necessarily disappointing but he wasn't making the strides we hoped to see out of somebody who we thought could like be one of the best guards in the league it was we had to talk about like maybe he's just gonna be like really really good but not like top tier player he's looking like every bit of the top tier player we could have hoped he could be right now yeah exactly and maybe Everyone around him was kind of too harsh or too early to jump the gun because he did only play like 12 games last season. But with that being said, now he's fully kicked into gear. His team still sucks, doesn't have great spacing around him and all that, but he's slowly (laughs) starting to figure it out. He's been way more efficient, obviously, over these last X amount of games. And he's hit that gear. He's hit that gear, and he's looking like he could be that guy for that team, whether it be first best player in a championship team or second best player in a championship team, just know that he will be one of those dudes. Yeah. Someone in the chat, uh, YPC, YPC Vicky said, let's talk about Jalen Green. My guy, that is not a fan, not a fun conversation that any of us want to have right now. <laughs> that man is in hell. I want to do that. I don't <laughs> hell want to talk about Jalen Green. <laughs> Don, what you said, where, where you, where's your temperature on Kate Cunningham right now? Uh, I think if 10 would be like, peak confidence and then one is like he's gonna be trash i think i'm i think i'm somewhere around the seven seven um, okay yeah i i i think that there are still some things that we've seen from kate and maybe it, it is just because of the situation and the spacing and all that that we've seen from kate that hasn't necessarily been like a hundred percent like all nba type player but the fact that he was finally able to just be like hey man i'm 
I'm just going to go and get buckets. I'm sick of everybody out here. Nobody is helping. I'm just going to try and do it myself. That was yeah. very encouraging to see from Kate. Yeah, and every time we've heard him talk during this whole win streak, it's been encouraging. Like, he very easily could have just been defeated by this whole process and just, like, fallen apart in ways like, think about the rap, uh, the Rockets last year when their team culture just, like, got decimated by the shit show that was a Stephen Silas-led team. <laughs> they were just, nobody had anything good to say. There was no, just, like, positive qualities outside of Sengun last year. Cade went the other way. Every time he talked, he showed leadership, showed drive to get them out of this, and, like, was not defeated by it. Including, like, after they won, there was, like, some, like, hilarious philosophical shit he was saying in the in the post-game interview. I'll find it. But, yeah, yeah. it's been encouraging all around. <laughs> it's been amazing to see, man. It's been amazing to see. And this is all what Detroit fans needed. Their team is still trash, but they're not – can't get a win <laughs> trash. And that's just all that matters right now. Good for them. They're a competent NBA team that could win at least a game. Exactly. Competent, <laughs> competent still a stretch because they, again, they're they're back to losing. What I think, let's see, what is what is their what does their schedule look like? Because they have lost. They lost yesterday to yeah. Rockets on the road. They played the Jazz tonight on the road. Their next five games go as follows: Utah, <laughs> Golden State, Denver, Sacramento. San Antonio. Listen, they might get they might get a double digit win streak going very quickly. Relax. <laughs> they might Relax. not forget who they are. I found I'm the just quote. Happy. I Go found ahead. the quote. <laughs> I've come to embrace a Zen-like detachment. Victory and defeat, success and failure. These are transient states. What remains is the profound understanding of struggle, the beauty and persistence, and the subtle art of finding meaning in the seem subtle art of finding meaning in the seemingly meaningless. I think this might be fake, but I'm hoping it's Dude, real. Is this this real? is hilarious. No, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is fake. <laughs> but it'd be I, hilarious I, if it was real. I saw this. Yeah, I saw this, and <laughs> I saw people running with it, and I was like, there's just absolutely no It's way not way real. It sounds like, like he's been hanging out with some monks after each and every single loss, just mm, after every single <laughs> loss. <laughs> no, it's fake. It's, it's hilarious, though. Oh, we got another donation from Proxy. He says, Opinion, opinions on the Thomas Twins and can they be MVP contenders in the future? I wouldn't go that far, MVP but I think they'll be really good. Yeah, I think they'll be really good, though. Yeah, MVP is kind of crazy. But, I mean, we yeah. love Asar. Amen. He's going to be fine. He's going to come along. So, All-Stars? Yeah, oh, they can yeah, yeah, that's very fair. All-Stars, that's a reasonable expectation to set on them. But MVP means you got to be one of the five best players in the entire <laughs> world and Someone said, uh, so are you three going to talk about Clank, Clay Thompson, 1-11 in that Warriors versus Mavs? <laughs> I actually saw. Y'all talk about it for a second. <laughs> I, I saw, tried to tell you. <laughs> what did you try I, to tell I, 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 Because I think we talked about the Warriors a little bit on um, on a pod recently, and he had a very like encouraging stretch of games. I was like, yes. just wait. Just wait. Because the same thing happened. Last year, where Clay started slow, then he had his stretch where it's like, oh, wow, Clay Thompson might be back. And then we get to the playoffs and he completely falls apart. And it's been like this for really the last two years. So Clay Thompson is an NBA player and he's one of the five best shooters we've ever seen in the NBA. He's going to have stretches where he looks like he can shoot the basketball because that that's just never going to leave him. But to ask Clay Thompson <laughs> to be a consistent knockdown three-point shooter the way that he was pre-injury before an ACL and an Achilles injury, that's just not going to happen anymore. That's not who he is. 
So you're look. going to see a lot of variants in Clay's game. <laughs> look at this YouTube video I saw earlier looking for highlights. <laughs> this guy posted Clay Thompson, one of 11 field goals versus the Mavericks. That it's is a, insane. It's a compilation of his misses. Let's watch this shit. <laughs> that is crazy hating right there. <laughs> while this, while while we watch this real quick, over the last three games, he's averaging an astounding eight points on twenty three percent shooting from the field and twenty seven percent from three. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was those four games where he was averaging twenty five again. And it was like, oh god, is he turning it around? Air Sorry. Ball. They're going to get more. Yeah, that's crazy. You're going to get more good stretches of him over the course of the year. He's not going to be this bad consistently. This is obviously like the worst game of the season. But, you know, he's going to be up and down, like Donovan said. Consistency is always the first thing to go when a star gets washed. It's, you'll see the flashes. In 2019, we saw John Wall when he came back. Or 2021, my bad. He had some good games for the Rockets. People were like, oh, shit, John Wall's still here. He was out yeah. of the league by the end of that season. This is how it goes. Dang. There's always going to be flashes. Dang, he made his one shot in the second quarter and just brick <laughs> for for 25 minutes straight. No, for 36. He, he made it in the first quarter. That's, <laughs> That's sick, man. What do you say to yourself to your teammates in the like once the game is over? Damn. Okay, not shit. He's Clay Thompson. He's like, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it again. Clay Thompson has never believed he's had a bad game. It's hilarious. That's all it's so funny because Clay Thompson shoots with such like utmost belief every single play, which he should. That's how you be a great NBA player. That hasn't wavered at all. So if he misses, he fucking misses because he goes for it. Yeah, and it feels it's like that instinct of like just having a smidget of space that he used to have in the or that he's always had throughout his entire NBA playing career. Give him any space, he will pull that motherfucker in a heartbeat, and that's just <laughs> something that he shouldn't do probably these days. But it is what it is. It's in his blood, and I mean, he's going through his, I don't want to say mellow stage or whatever, because he's not that bad at all. He's still a player that any NBA team would love to have, but you, you, you get what you, what? Look at Donovan's face. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, First he wouldn't all, make your next better. Let's get this straight. Let's get this straight. You're going to stop disrespecting Carmelo Anthony. All right? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had about enough of both of y'all taking strays at Carmelo. And secondly, I think I would rather have Portland version of Carmelo Anthony than what we are seeing from Klay Thompson right now. There's nothing worse. There's nothing, at least in Portland, Melo knew, listen, I'm going to just get to my spots. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm not amazing, but I'll be fine. There's nothing worse than a bad player who Klay Thompson is right now thinking that he is still the second best player on that team and taking shots like that. Yeah, no, the problem is it took Melo a while like to the... get there, and there's some there's some really ugly years in between that you're ignoring that we're talking about. We're not talking about Portland Melo; he was solid then. We're talking about OKC Melo, where or Rockets Melo, where it, was, it wasn't so great. Nah, yeah. I mean, which which version of Melo? Because you didn't clarify. OKC Melo. Let's stick with that. <laughs> OKC Melo because that's when that's when he was like, dude. Dude had a meeting or dude had a press conference during the off season and we all remember the hoodie mellow thing too he had he was in his little hoodie he was like me come off of the bench and he just laughed chuckled yeah. and he was like chat, hey, Pete, are you serious who, the hell chat, who would you rather have chat would you rather have 2020 or 2019 carmelo anthony or 2024 clay thompson let me see it yeah. in the chats <laughs> hilarious you debate. turn down clay thompson on right now on your team donovan that is crazy <laughs> mid on mid yeah that year in okc <laughs> Uh, Carmelo Anthony shot 
36% from three. What is Clay Thompson shooting wow. this year? Probably a little like, better than that, probably. 38 Clay, Clay or 41, something like that. 37% from three. Solid. <laughs> Sorry. Backfire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a pretty 50-50 split, honestly. What? <laughs> Between the Carmelo and Clay uh, chat right now. There's, there's a lot of both. There's a lot. There's a lot of mellow love here. So, you're yeah. maybe you're maybe you're not entirely crazy. I was never crazy, and I need huh. and I need a vote to validate that. All right, whatever. <laughs> next thing we got to talk about another next story in the news ish. I guess we're gonna call it that. Reportedly from Brett Siegel, Kyle Kuzma is expected to be made available by the Wizards for multiple first round picks. Are you intrigued by a Kyle Kuzma trade deadline move to a team that could try to win games? I I'm yeah. I'm moved for sure. He's a good enough player now these days to go ahead and be moved. He's a great stretch four, give you can give you twenty a night, a little bit of ball handling, your rebound. He he understands the game on a simple level and all this other shit. So yeah, like I think he he he'll move. He can either complete a contender or help get a team get on the right direction. That's the type of player that he is. Yeah, he's, he's had a good I year. Agree. Yeah, yeah. Another donation from Envy. Shout out Envy, appreciate you. What are we seeing, Donovan? Wait, what? What did Envy say? Was there a note? I was, I was gonna let you talk first. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm curious. What did the note say? He said, "Yo, Isaac, what's up, Unc? Seriously though, love the pod. Question for Mo: Did you ever believe in the '61 Hawks team in 2015? Was wondering what a Hawks fan thought of that. P.S. Shout out Paul Millsap, top five Hawk of all time. P.P.S. Hawks franchises in hell." <laughs> <laughs> nah, shout out to yeah, shout out to you, shout out to P. Millie, Paul Millsap. He was the goddamn goat, man. Um, but anyways. I was like 15, 16 years old when I when that when the Hawks went on their initial run, and I was still learning the game of basketball. I was tuned into NBA TV every single day and watching all the YouTube videos that I could. Funky diabetics, dude called slam dunk basketball or whatever, and I thought that this team had a chance to take it all the way, but I never really knew and like thoroughly understood how dominant and like how much of a top five player that you needed in order to succeed to succeed. And once I learned that the hard way after playoff series, after playoff series, after playoff series was going through LeBron, I'm like, nah, we, we, we just will never have that chance until we have that guy. <laughs> you were so. disillusioned by LeBron beating you down every year. Yeah, exactly. It was just, <laughs> it was just over from that point, but yeah. we are in hell and I am extremely depressed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like my week could have gone so much worse. The Knicks got better. RJ Barrett's not on the Knicks no more. And we fell to 13 and nine. I could cry at this bitch right now, bro. <laughs> Tough, Anyways, fuck the Hawks. Back to Kyle Kuzma. Damn. He currently averaging <laughs> currently averaging 23.1 points, 6.2 rebounds and 4.3 assists, 35% from 3, 46% from the field. A solid season. <laughs> He's plus minus is minus 271. <laughs> Thursday sucks so much. But, <laughs> a lot of teams need a big wing. We've talked a lot about Larry Mark and OG Ananobi. Not every team can get those guys. Obviously OG's off the market now. Kyle Kuzma can fit into one of those teams that doesn't get those two guys. Where do you want to see him go? Is it OKC? Uh, okay, okay. See, w- would be good. You got a couple first, and I don't. I don't know if OKC would move me necessarily. To be honest, with why not? You. Replace Josh getting those lineups with Kyle Kuzma. Get another big wing. I love it, but if you couldn't get Larry Marketing and if Kyle Kuzma was that much cheaper, 
then sure, why not? I'd be skeptical because of how long Kyle Kuzma's contract is. He just re-signed a huge bag, I believe, this yep. off this past offseason. So years. that's why I'm not so uh, giddy about bringing bringing nice. him to OKC at all because I think it's kind of eh. So it wouldn't be me. Honestly, a team like Detroit, Detroit should do this shit. A team like New Direction back in his hometown. Yeah, exactly, bro. Help chat. Out where do you want to see Kyle Kuzma? Let us know, chat. Where you want to see him? What about you, Donovan? Let's get him in Indiana. I, I think Indiana oh. just has Indiana just has a lot of they. I I can see them like outside of Tyrese, their roster is very malleable, right? It can go it, it can it can go any any way, and you can you can put in a lot of a lot of players into that situation and start to mold kind of what the future of this team looks like. And I think that if you got another big wing to play alongside Tyrese. I think that would be very intriguing. Uh, so, yeah, I want to see Indiana. Where do you want to see him, Isaac? My bad. I was taking a picture of the Munch jersey to post on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think both teams you guys said make sense. I had Trina thought. Oh, somebody in the comments said Dallas in the chat. Mm, that's I great. I like that. that. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that fit. I was thinking maybe the 76ers. Do they want to add another wing to that roster? They are obviously a big – they're a popular OG and Anobi destination this summer. As they're trying to get him free agency, mm-hmm. I think it might be a safe assumption the Knicks are going to lock him up. So maybe that's not going to be a thing anymore. Would you guys like him there? Yeah, that, Dallas would make sense as, as well because you have like their big offseason acquisition was Grant Williams, and for a second it looked like it was a massive thing, and now he's just back to being Grant Williams, which is a fine you know NBA player, but to have some to have some depth, some depth and a little bit more of a scoring punch. At the at that you know big wing type of position, that would that would be very helpful for Luca. Mm. Yeah, I like that. I'm saying who else? I see people saying Hawks in the chat. Uh, that's I guess. it's not a bad fit necessarily, but we already have our four for the future, mm-hmm. and right now, like Kyle Kuzma wouldn't do anything necessarily to help our team progress. We're already a top five offense. He would help, of course. Better than than DeAndre Hunter, who's inconsistent wildly, but at the same time, like we need real defenders on this team to help us take the next step, and that's that should be the main focus for the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Someone said Grizzlies. They could use a wing. I don't. I don't think that's something the Grizzlies want to make because they already kind of made a big big shakeup with Marcus Smart. I think they're going to hold hold their ammo for a little bit longer for somebody a little more high profile. But I wouldn't hate that. You know who Kuz needs to who who needs Kuz badly right now. The Los Angeles Lakers. God, <laughs> I would love that. Amazing. I would yeah. love that Kuzma back, man. Bring him home. No, you know who yeah, needs him for real? The Golden be... State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors need Kyle Kuzma. They need anything. They need a savior. Oh, yeah. Save them, save them from Clay Thompson. It's always going to be Clay regardless. Okay, That's next thing weird. we got to talk about. Another a funny quote we saw earlier. Back to FanDuel TV. Burning there. Getting all the quotes. Meta World Peace said, Victor Wimanyama is the closest to Wilt Chamberlain that we'll ever see. This kid is going to beef up. He's going to get better. He's going to get 101 points at some point in the next seven years. <laughs> Ignore the 101 point shit. That's whatever. Is Victor Wimanyama the closest thing we're ever going to see to Wilt? Yes. That's an interesting statement. I think he's probably correct in terms of just like, straight up, this dude is built different. He's a freak on any NBA court that you set him on to. He just looks the par, runs the par, and all that. Like, I agree with that. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. There's still there's still this like feeling whenever you watch Vic and it's like, what am I watching? Like when the Spurs actually are smart and you they like you see them start to give him Real the quick, ball. Donovan, I'm gonna cut you off. We just got a massive donation from depressed T Wolves fan has dipped tipped fifty dollars. Oh, appreciate wow. you. There's no message involved. You didn't say anything you wanted to say, but appreciate you, Wolves fan. I'm sorry you're depressed about your team. I don't know why you're depressed. You're the one seed, but I guess it's lingering from the over the years. Appreciate you for taking for the fifty dollars. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Back to what you're <laughs> saying, Don. Oh, that's massive. I know. That's massive. I forgot appreciate what I was saying. Man. I don't know. What's you're saying? talking about Victor Wembanyama being built like a freakazoid. Oh yeah. There's just stuff that he does every game. We're like, yo, how are you able to do that, right? How are you mm. able to be here, like in, on one part of the court, but affect something seven feet away from you yeah. because of, of your wingspan? Like the other day, he had like we were all so enamored by Giannis when he was, you know, t- having fast break dunks. He's not dribbling from half court. When Vic does it, it looks like something out of Space Jam. It's just it doesn't look real. So yeah, I would yeah. agree with this. Someone in the, in the chat said Giannis is the closest thing to Will. I can see that. I think before this, I can see Giannis being the pick. Yeah, absolutely. Giannis had a similar, not as similar of, of a shock effect because he had to take some time to grow into his body, a long time to grow into his body and all that, and he wasn't that level of a prospect whatsoever. But I would agree. Yeah, Giannis did have that similar type of shock when he started to get his recognition, was played at point guard by Jason Kidd, won most improved player of the year, went to his first all-star game. Like He definitely got that same type of energy and vibe too. But I think Victor's is just a little bit different because he's, what, 18, 19 years old still, and he's already one of the better players in the NBA. Yeah. The, the point in time when Giannis, I think like 2017, he had that first playoff run where he started just like dunking over everybody with his feet on the ground. It was like, oh my God, this guy is like nothing we've ever seen. Like, I distinctly remember that moment where he kind of just like took the lead by storm. And I, I can see mm-hmm. his having the same realization with Vic in year two or three once he really makes that like superstar jump. Yeah. yeah. This 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 topic though for me was already solidified before he got into the NBA. When he took a step back three and got a put back dunk off of his own miss, that's all <laughs> like, okay, he, he's an alien. Like this is not yeah. this is not real. This is a simulation basketball. Yeah, he's crazy, man. Uh next next story we have here. People were um talking a lot about the game yesterday whenever the Mavericks lost to the Jazz in embarrassing fashion. Kyrie came back and they just crumbled. They lost to a horrible team. It was embarrassing. There's this clip that went viral of Luka getting the last shot of the half. He gets the ball from Kyrie Irving and decides, I'm getting the last shot, as a lot of star players tend to do, and didn't pass it up, even though Kyrie was wide open on the wing. Took a step back three. Clank. A lot of discourse about Luka Doncic's style of play and is he selfish or is just this style of play from superstars saying they have to get the last shot, is that inherently selfish? How did y'all feel about this? <laughs> it's funny. It's, 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 it's not funny. I, first of all, if this was the fourth quarter, I think it would have some more valid, some like you know valid, validity. We're going into halftime. Who cares? What are we talking about? <laughs> like it's not. It's not even that deep, right? It's he has, and it really like I understand, right? You have a guy shaded over. It's Luka Doncic one on one. Like he's fine. Trust him to make the move. You know, like it's we're just talking about nothing. Yeah, chat. What do you think, chat? Should Luca pass this pass your shot up? Is this a, is this a concerning sign? What do you guys think? It's also funny that the the game Kyrie came back, they fell apart, which you know, it was just one of those nights they lost to a bad team. 
I saw people on Twitter being like, Kyrie's the least impactful second star ever. Like, so <laughs> much was made of this game. It was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I did enjoy seeing is through this conversation of Luca just like ignoring Kyrie and taking that tough shot. This opened like the floodgates of the LeBron fans being like, oh, yeah. And I bet he misses being with LeBron. LeBron would probably have 10 assists to him alone all night and all this other stuff. And they were just talking about how ungrateful Kyrie was through his tension with the Cleveland Cavaliers and how he wishes he had that type of player back. Yeah. I've... Should have, could have, would have. A lot of things have happened since then. But yeah, I imagine he realizes now that he should have handled that a little differently. Yeah. Pain, man. They would have had. Listen, this this is clear, just NBA yapping, right? When, <laughs> when the middle of the season is January, you got to find hundred percent yap, hundred percent yap. Speaking of yap, Paul George's podcast dropped this week. Gordon Hayward okay. was a special guest, Hard. and he was right up there over. yapping in an interesting way. He was talking about the 2018-2019 Celtics that fell apart when they had Kyrie, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Al Horford. Seemingly, the more, one of the more stacked teams we've seen in recent years. And they fucking flamed out horribly. None of it worked from the start. Terrible locker room issues. One of the biggest failures of the last NBA decade. He said, we all had too many agendas, and the agenda to win the whole thing wasn't the main one. He said he was trying to prove he's still an all-star. Kyrie was trying to prove he could still be part of this team after they made a run without him. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were trying to prove that they can be the next guys. Rozier was trying to get a bucket. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. How did y'all feel about what he had to say and the way he framed it? I think he told the un... Yeah, he told unfiltered truth. He told the real, and he said everything that everyone around that time believed in about this team. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't have worked. I think around this time in 2018, this KD was still on the Warriors, and he was, of course, peak of powers and all that other stuff. And everyone believed that if any team had a chance to crack the Golden State Warriors, it would have to be this team or, of course, LeBron. And... <laughs> There was no other reason why, because you watched the team make a run towards the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron. A rookie Tatum looked LeBron in the eyes, dunk on his ass. Jalen Brown was there. Kyrie was hurt, of course. Terry Rozier was, rose to the occasion, scared Terry off of the bench. And now you have someone like Gordon Herod who, of course, snapped his ankle or whatever, but him coming back as well. This was supposed to be the half. team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this was supposed to be the team, and so... Everyone knew it and saw this coming, but it's just sad. It's, it's just sad, and, like, it just goes to show, like, it doesn't matter how much talent you have on an NBA court. It's all about how much these players are willing to commit to a system. <laughs> yeah. It didn't go well. I saw somebody was saying um, it's kind of ironic that he was like, we all had too many agendas. Meanwhile, he's the one that had the agenda that really tipped it over the top and made it not work. That was a funny way to say it because – he, I remember, I distinctly remember he was one of the main pieces that didn't fit with that team. A lot of the issues kind of did come back to him. Did, mm. did you guys feel like he was kind of projecting a little bit about it for everybody else, or how did you feel about that part? Um, I think for the agenda part, yes, but I do think that there is, I think like the other guys had gotten comfortable playing without him. They were able to make this run, and he was gone in the first game of the year, so they had played 82 games, so he was the one who had to fit back in and integrate himself into that lineup. And his agenda didn't, didn't really work. It does make sense, though, that for Tatum and Terry and Kyrie and all these other guys, like, oh, like, I still need to, you know, get mine and all that. But I think something that everybody kind of understands after the fact is 
if you win, nobody cares and you will get whatever, whatever your agenda is, it will be proven right if you win a championship. And you just have someone, to put that aside. Someone said, can we call the streams Mo Cheeks Mondays? Hey. No. It's not even Monday, bud. It's Tuesday. Now we do stream on Monday. We're not doing that. Mo Cheeks Monday. We'll have, Let's we'll run have it up. We're we'll having a meeting offline, guys. Let me see the chat right now. Mo Cheeks Monday. I don't care that it's Tuesday. I want to see Mo Cheeks Monday in the chat right now. That is disgusting. Yeah, Someone said, also, I look like Semi Ojale. <laughs> and Jalen Brown combined, speaking of the 2018 19 finals. Racism. <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. Hey, yo. Semi Ojale, low key. Where, where I mean, granted, keep in mind, this is racist. They did say that purely because of So if you subscribe to this, just know you're on watch, bud. <laughs> yeah. Keep in mind, they did say this for racist motivations. But I won't say there's no merit behind it. This nah, semi nah, semi nah. is Hey, look at this one. Look at this one. Look at this one with the beard. Look at this one. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes got you gotta give it to him. Sometimes you gotta give it to him. They, 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 they may have got you. <laughs> oh man. Listen. Yeah, the only thing you're missing is the Mohawk. <laughs> no, listen, Semi is a great he was a great player. Beard man. type what is the same too. Like this. That's like what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Listen. My, my bad. I take that back. Listen, I take back the racist claims. <laughs> where my people come from and where Semi's from, we're not that far apart. So I'm not, it's not it's not surprising. I can't say this is awfully wrong, but still. <laughs> Adrian tipped one dollar. He said, "I've been missing the stream. Love to see you guys back on live. Am I crazy or did you guys tease a live action basketball video a few months ago that never came out? I don't think we teased a video, but we mentioned that uh, they played one on one whenever they were out here last in LA. Mo and Donovan played. You guys want to give people a breakdown of what happened? Yeah, Donovan, you want to talk go about what happened? Tell go ahead, tell him. Well, why would I tell him? You tell him. Uh, I, I beat Mo in the series two one. We were playing two one, and I won. Yes, Donovan won. <laughs> you want to not talk about what happened in the game, or is this just? It? I mean, what? I mean, listen. What, what do you What do you want me to say? I was hustling. Get into details. <laughs> I was hustling. <laughs> I was hustling. Mo's motor at the time was not great, and after Money about the first after about the first three points. Mo wasn't moving around, and my game has always been predicated on just outworking. I subscribe to yeah. Heat Culture and pick up basketball, <laughs> and that is the only way that I get burned. So, <laughs> so that that's what I, that's what I was doing. I was running around, diving on diving on the floor, right, hustling. Doing you all fell these a couple times. Yeah. Oh no, I was falling. I was falling. I, I really did look like Joel Embiid. Like you, you probably would be upset with how much no. I, I was touching the floor, but. I had to do what I had to do. Mo won the first game, and then I won the next two after that. And the third game, we played just because it was a tiebreaker. But Mo was tired at that point, and I don't think that he actually wanted to play the the third game. But we need to we need to run it back because Mo's been listen. Mo's been Mo's been working right. He's been putting in that work. I know his stamina is better now, so we gotta run that back. Yeah, no, the, the game was hilarious. I would say I'm I'm not a bad basketball player, but I'm not like fun. I'm but I'm not like phenomenal either but with that being said throughout the game i first came out i scored like i don't know eight seven straight points and i was just letting that i like to let that bitch fly that's my go-to thing <laughs> and um sometimes i get a little I, I i sometimes i'm in like jordan pool time i'm just like he and i just let that bitch fly <laughs> like i take i took so many half court shots some of them win some of them didn't but i don't give a fuck and um the first game i, I was up like 
8-0 or 6-0 or something like that. So crazy, yeah. One and then second game, same shit. I lost, and then third game we played. I think I didn't I didn't get off to a hot start because I was I was like insanely you were tired. Gassed. You were I was gas, but the game was close, and then eventually I started taking dumbass shots, and you just started. You're playing prime Tom Thibodeau basketball. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. I see someone in the chat. Oh, that's, uh... that's what I was raised on. <laughs> Some of the chats said, when are y'all coming out with new merch? Very soon. I've been trying to work on getting the new merch right with the new logo. Let me show y'all a preview, actually. I'm going to find see, it while y'all only, talk for a second. Only I got y'all some shit to on the stream gets to see this. Y'all saw the Shea undies. Y'all witnessed the Munch jersey. And we're telling you about the backgrounds and specifics of this game that we did have. And you know what? Maybe Donovan and I will go ahead and play again whenever we link up. So... You are a loser. I, I'm, I'm gonna let you know that right now. You no, are a loser. Happened. If, we, if no. we do it, we do a series. You are a loser. No, I promise you, I'm literally not losing. Do you want to? Okay, you want to make another bet? What do you want to do if you lose? And if I win, what's going to be on the line? No money. Let's do something for the stream or something. Here's, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Right? <laughs> we've been to we've been to to LA before. Y'all got to come down to Houston. We will play. We will play down here. The loser will buy. Rockets tickets. We'll all go to a Rockets game. The loser will buy the tickets for the other for the other two. The I got a corduroy hat cooking for y'all. Okay. A little dad hat like I like to wear. Got this green one. We got it in green, navy blue, black, and tan. We got that the D three embroidered on here. I'm just trying I don't to even find think I saw that. That's hard. Yeah, I'm trying to find a supplier that does the embroidery well because I just need it. And yeah, I, corduroy hats. That's my shit. I got a black one too with embroidery trash. So I got to get a new version. And then we have a screen printed T-shirt y'all saw before. Um. Got the hoodie, screen printed. I mean, uh, embroidered. Took me a while to get this sample in. Yeah, man. Listen, we're trying. We're trying. Listen, this new season of merch is going to be fantastic. Yep. Give me some time. I'm trying to find the right pieces for everything, so it's taking longer. I wanted to be out by the time the reveal happened. I didn't make the deadline, but it's it's coming soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly, y'all. Exactly, y'all. Work will be done. Work will be done. Focus on quality over quantity over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh. We're going to react to some hot takes like we always do pretty soon. But before we get to that, I have one thing I want to show you guys before we react to hot takes. Something we want to watch along with. And that's some highlights. Victor Wimbanyama had a game where he had 30 points and 7 blocks against the Blazers. And, no, we were talking about waiting for him to make this leap in, like, year 2 or 3 to become a true, like, superstar superstar. Man, games like this where we see the signs, we see the fucking signs, bro. This guy was going crazy. Good grief, man. Let's watch this. I, I love I love watching big highlights, bro. It's I know just, it's always bro, fun. It's just it's all it's an experience watching him play basketball. I cannot wait to a see spiritual him experience. Let's add on to that <laughs> spiritual experience. This is what everybody wished they could do if they were seven foot tall, seven foot four tall. Pull that bitch handles from hell. You can affect literally all sides of the basketball court with that length. There's not a shot that he can't make. Good God. All that contact. This is what I like. You're seven four. Let's get towards the basket. <laughs> man. Yeah, man. The Spurs have been doing a lot lately. A lot of lineup changes. Thank God. The Jeremy Sohan experience is over. And he's been back to power forward. And he's actually been eating, thankfully. Like, they stopped massacring my boy. I love Jeremy Sohan. He's back to his natural position. Look what happens when you have a point guard who knows how to pass. I know. That lob was oh nasty. Oh, my God. It's these blocks. Nice like, look at that. Sat his ass down twice. <laughs> God, you're stupid. Someone said Donovan sounded like my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> Get to the basket, at son. A certain, at a certain point, like, listen, if you're 7'4", you're big for nothing if you're not in the paint a um, little bit. 
if you're not in the paint a little bit, what's the point of being seven four? Look at that, bro. He wasn't. Even, I gotta rewind. He wasn't even facing the driver and blocked it with like his backhand. He backhanded the block. What the fuck? Who does that? Backhand block is disrespectful. As That's insane. You can't even look at me while you while you send my shit. Damn. He just there's sensed gonna him. Be a, there's gonna be a play where he's gonna block it. And you know how, like, sometimes people cast the ball with two hands and, like, that's bad disrespectful? Yeah. He's going to just palm it with one hand oh, at, hell at a certain point and just, like, at grab that it point, out take your man card and be like, here, sir, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. No, one hand snatch block is nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mo's been great. Pretty Listen. soon, chat. I want y'all to get ready, chat. As soon as this video is over, we're in hot take mode, and I better see y'all spamming the hot takes. You got, like, two more minutes left? Prep your fingers. Get ready to type because we're, we're, we're listening. I got a question for y'all while we're watching these Wemby highlights. Pertaining to Wemby, who right now is the rookie of the year for you guys? Now, I know we all said chat before. Wemby's yeah. coming close. Wemby, this, the counting stats are adding up. And Wemby's Wemby passed him up statistically. everything. Yeah. Wemby's passed him up statistically. I, it'll be TBD how much people value team success and being a major part of a winning team. I think that matters, so I could still see myself deciding Chet by the end of the year. But it's close now. It's real close. Yeah. I don't think it's – okay, I think I might be a little bit further away um, than where Isaac is at. And, like, listen, I understand Wemby's playing fantastic. It's not like Chet has had this massive drop-off, you know. And not Chet, drop-off at all. Yeah, and, and Chet has been playing well for months now. So I need – I need, and I 100% think that he's going to do it. I just need Wemby to do it for as long as Chet has – given the fact that he has basically this like two month head start because he didn't have to play with Jeremy Sohan at point guard. <laughs> yeah. So chat videos over spam up the hot takes for me right now. I want to see hot takes all the way through the chat mods. Let them spam. I want to see the most spam possible. I better see a hundred chats a second at this rate. And we're going to go through let's them. Go, let's right. go. While you're also spamming the comment section, you also got to spam the like button. Right now, we're at 634. You should be ashamed of yourself. We should at least be at 750 minimum. Nah, get us to 1,000. There's a lot of you in here right now. You can get us to 1,000 by the time the stream's over. Don't let him right. lowball at 750. All right. First yeah, hot Isaac take. First hot take from Eggs with Haas says, Hot take, stop the Clippers slander. They've been cooking. This is all caps. Donovan, do you have anything to say to the Clippers? You're the Clipper slanderer. How do you feel about them right now? Well, so first can. off, first off, it's not a hot take. Okay, that's a that's a command. Nobody's <laughs> going to tell me what to do. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's one. Let's get that out of the way. Two, nah, man. Listen, they they've been cooking. I have to be real. I hate every time that they win. I I'm not having a good time watching them have this resurgence. But the Clippers have been cooking, and it's about time we have that conversation of when we start getting into the Western Conference playoffs how serious are we going to take them because if Kawhi is playing like this and pg is there and harden is not the um i don't know the the distraction I, for, for lack of a better word that he was yeah. in philly hey man hey they're, they're good they're they're legitimately good they can they can make some up they can make some noise and they might be able to get to the conference finals I, yes man they're four seed right now 20 and 12 Eight and two over the last ten games. The fact they're twenty and twelve, despite losing six straight when they got James Harden, that means they went crazy right after that. And like, they're as good as any of the Clippers teams have been over the recent years. 
every year they're in the mix. They're a team that you say will like be in that either like top tier or second tier of contenders. They're just as good now. There's some parts that they're lacking compared to previous years. The bench depth isn't quite as good, I think, as previous years, even though they have Russ there who you feel how you want about him. But the <laughs> addition of James Harden being like top tier playmaker James Harden, not really looking to score like he used to, but still being able to go to as a scorer when needed in certain lineups. They're legit. Like, they have a new wrinkle that they didn't have in previous years and still have the backbone of Kawhi and Paul George. They're what you'd hope to be. That's true. That's very true. Oh, man, I can agree with that. The Clippers have been cooking, and I am first to go ahead and give them their props and their flowers. But another hot take. Tor CH says, Embiid is a clear-cut MVP this year. Anyone saying he isn't has a clear agenda. Donovan, do you have an agenda? Because <laughs> I feel like at this point he probably deserves the MVP. Oh, easily, he's that's easily the favorite right now. No, he can, he can have the MVP. That's that's perfectly fine. I don't have any agenda. I don't I don't have anything against Joel Embiid. I think he can win the MVP, and I think he he will. I saw today he was he was the player of the month because he's averaging like forty and ten for the month of December, and then on the season he's averaging thirty five. Go ahead. He's that's he's not what I'm concerned about. <laughs> what? Yeah, he's oh, averaging 35. 35? Oh my yes, God. 35 points per game. Yes, we did not fuck up oh at all. My That's God. crazy. Me... Joel, yeah, he's so clear the MVP. The only way someone... Jokic isn't going to catch him. He doesn't give a shit. Like, Jokic does not give a fuck about the regular season right now. He doesn't even want the MVP, clearly. Like, last night, he took, like, one shot in the first half. He's content, perfectly content running the team, getting them to the playoffs, throwing his dimes and doing his thing. He's not playing for the MVP. Joel Embiid is. This is his style. He loves to abuse teams. I can't guard him. It's what he wants to do, and he's doing it excellently. The only way I think anybody can catch up to him in MVP is if he misses games or if Luka gets the Mavs like a top three seed, which I don't think any of us see happening. Yeah, I agree. You don't, so if the Thunder somehow catch, well, not okay. somehow, they're only a game and a half. If the Thunder catch the Timberwolves and they get the number one seed in the West, Shea? how mm. seriously are we taking Shea for MVP? Very. Extremely seriously. Ooh. I think... If Yoke, if Joel Embiid is still a top three seed and doesn't miss games, he'd still get it, and Shea would be second. But listen, Joel, they can only miss fifteen games to be an MVP. Still, one bad, one oh, if he, oh, I guess seventeen games. One injury to Joel Embiid, he misses those games and he's out of it. It only takes one. Luca and Shea will be the top two in whichever order you want. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I agree. Yeah, listen. Also, I'm looking at Embiid stats. Thirty five points. 12 rebounds, 6 assists, a career high. 89% from the free throw line. 35% from 3 on 3 attempts a game. Which is, yeah, 54% from the field. It's just... Listen to his last last few games that he's played. 31, 51, 40, 42, 35, 41, 34, 38, 50. Hmm. When he plays a team that can't guard him, he makes yeah. that known and makes his presence felt, unlike most stars do. Like, like I said, Jokic doesn't want the MVP. He's not trying that hard. He'll play a Washington Wizards, play the same way he always does, let the game come to him. Not Joel Embiid. He will go out there and just decimate Daniel Gafford, go at him every time, <laughs> and just foul him out of the game. Like He loves to attack a mismatch, and that's how you win MVPs. You come out here every game and you beat the shit out of horrible teams. He knows how to do it. Exactly. He is, oh my God, bro. At this point, it's undeniable. Where is, so assume he wins MVP again. Where does he stack up as like the greatest big man scorers of all time? Is he, he's, he's top no five easily. He's no less than top three, in my Is opinion. he top three? 
Because I think he's top three. When it comes to I, I put him top three in terms of scoring because it's the fashion of how he is scoring the ball and versatile. just how he's just an automatic bucket. Yeah, he's just versatile. And off, I think, yeah, scoring, I think he's just easily top three. Who are the top three big man scores for you guys? Obviously, Shaq's up there. Shaq, Will, Kareem. Is, is Joel Embiid a better scorer than Kareem? Which is that's a crazy sentence. Like, that's what the fuck? Cool. Yeah, but like, is... he's entering those convos. Like, it sounds nuts but when you think about it and you compare. It might not be, but it's also a hard comparison because of era. So I don't know. Listen, Joel Embiid might be fourth. He might be fourth. You just shot like, me in the Robinson. chest with that statement right there, man. <laughs> nuts, man. We got another. We got another donation from DQ Senpai. He says, "Hot take: We need to hold Tatum more accountable for not leading his team to the promised land with the perfectly built roster every season." Uh-oh. I Tatum's agree with First off. I agree with that. How? We've all agreed that they don't have the perfect roster because of how Jalen Brown is. But that's a part of him, though, too. He's not a perfect player. We sit here and talk Nobody about is. other players like... Nobody's a perfect player. <laughs> yeah, he's not a perfect player, but there's certain th- things that you can do with your game to help complement your team and your teammates better. And we just haven't seen that kick or that next level gear that I personally have been waiting for over the last few years. I'm going to sit here and say, if I saw Shea with that same team that he's had with the Boston, that Tatum's had with the Boston Celtics, there's no way in hell he doesn't go to the NBA Finals, in my opinion. Tatum's Luke, been to the Finals. Oh, recently. win the Finals. There you go. Win the Finals. There we I go. I think, I don't really give a fuck. Luke. And he would have, okay, my bad. Go ahead, go ahead. Man, you've been fucking old man ranting all day. You're getting pissed. He hours. been streamed in two weeks. I've been dying to yell at y'all. Keep it going. I think getting mad at Tatum for not winning a finals is dumb, I think. But he needs – I pulled this up right now. Highest field goal percentage on half-court drives. We see SGA here is at 22.8 per game. Lucas at 18.2. High-level scores getting to the rim. Tatum has the best spacing of anybody here. 8.4 half-court drives a game. He needs to stop thinking he's Steph Curry and stop shooting so many threes and get to the rim and be assertive. I hold him accountable for shit like that, where there's things he could be yeah. doing to take his game to the next level and like really be a top-five player for real that I think are purely just like habit-based, which is easy for me to say. Maybe it's, maybe he's just better at certain things, and that's not the way he wants to play. But I just think there's certain things that he could do with his game to really take command of certain styles of play. I agree. And that's the biggest thing right there. That's literally the only thing to me, in my opinion. Like, this is great. Look at this list, bro. Tyrese Halliburton's at 15.5 drives per game. 59.8% shooting on him. That's ridiculous. That's like the same I mean, as Luka, that, who's one of the best drivers in the league. That is ridiculous. It's insane because he that's one of the most impactful leaps that he's made in my head. He's always been an elite shooter, but the distance is really what separated himself. But I think the driving has been the main like layer that he's added to his game that helped separate him and put him on another level on the court offensively. Yeah. Someone said Tyrese literally has zero flaws offensively. Zero. He might be cooking. I don't know what his flaw would be offensively. I can't I don't know, man. I, I literally can't off the top of my head. Yeah. yeah unless you're you defense, eat bricks, uh, different you conversation. Say, yeah, unless you eat bricks bricks for a living, you would say, Oh, I can't get offensive rebounds, but other than that, like he is solid as can be. <laughs> All around, bro. You have no Tyrese on those face. I need <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me look at this chat. Let's find another hot take. You guys are going crazy spamming them up. One. Valor King says, Sigh. 
Trey Young is better than Tyrese Halliburton. And he spelled his name like so embarrassingly. And he said, I can't spell. <laughs> L take. Spam him up. L take in the chat. Nope. Tyrese Halliburton's passed him up. I understand. Trey's been incredible lately. If he keeps it up, he can get himself back into the conversation. But I think at this point, Tyrese has a similar game to him. Is more efficient of a scorer. I think a better, more impactful passer. But that's debatable. Trey's a great passer. Defensively, they both suck ass. I have more faith that Tyrese can become a good defender than I do Trey, purely for size reasons. Maybe it's lazy. Maybe it's just simply the irrefutable fact of the way they're built. I don't know why I would go with Trey right now. Do you have an argument, Mo? Um, I would say that over the totality of the season, Tyrese Halliburton has been a better player. Now, Trey, I think, I believe that he will start to get back into those conversations once the entirety of the NBA starts to realize how much of a heater that he's been on. But right now, it's just so hard to put someone like Trey above when, A, his team is ass, and then, B, he was on serious Julian, Julian Newman timing the first or for half of the season. And yeah. that just can't go away from everybody's mind. I think he'll sure. be in that range. There can be a world where he's better than him. But right now, looking at it, it's like, bro, you're just a taller, you're a shorter version of him. Why would I pick, why would, why would I pick you over Tyrese? It doesn't make any yeah. sense. It really doesn't make sense at all. What do you think, Donovan? I saw you. I saw you doing a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of this. Nah, I, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Tyrese. I, I was thinking about whether or not I was going to take this shot at Trey, and, and I am because I think it's just very. <laughs> I think it's funny how Mo since last year Mo's like, nah, like listen, Trey Young is is about to get back into those conversations, brother. It's been 18 months. <laughs> the, we've been having plenty of conversations, and I don't think that he has asserted himself in the in that same way. Um, so I don't think that I do. I it, listen, it's a hot take to think this, it's a bad take because Tyrese is clearly better. And I don't think that for Trey Young to be better, he would actually have to drastically change his game. And I don't think that's it, man. All I'm gonna say is on 10 three point attempts per game over the last 20 games, he's shooting like 42%. <laughs> he has been on a heater, yeah, and if been. he's playing like this. Game doesn't need to be changed. Team needs to be changed because everyone else is just not thriving around him. So. Facts. That team is ass. We need to blow it up. Next hot take. John F4135 says, the Suns will miss the playoffs despite having three stars. Ooh. That Man. is not a bad take at all. It's not. And it's because Bradley Beal refuses to play two weeks of basketball continuously. And... <laughs> This was, I mean, th- but this was something that we kind of could have, we could have foreshadowed this prior to the season. Bradley Beal has been extremely injury prone over the last two, three years, and for the Suns, if if Kevin Durant, who has also gotten hurt plenty of times over the last two, three years, if he goes down for seventeen games, it's over. It's they're not they're not making the playoffs. They're at the very edge of the play-in right now. It's let. Let let Golden State make a quick little run. It's it could be <laughs> very very scary. Yeah. Eighteen and fifteen right now. Five and five in their last ten. They have looked good yesterday or the day before the last game they played with Beal back. Yeah, against the Magic. I, I anticipate they'll probably make it, but is it crazy that they'll miss it? No, not at all. It's, they're going to be the play-in. Yeah. I think that's damn near certain at this point. Yeah, is I would it? say so. I mean, damn. Uh, oh, you saying they might miss it? Yeah, they might. I don't know. I think I think the Warriors might be cooked. We'll see. The two and a half game, the two and a half games up, and if Beal misses an extended uh, an extended amount of time, if Booker, who has all all three of their guys have missed significant time outside of Kevin Durant, and I guess at this point in his career, 
we're kind of just waiting for him to miss 10 games of the season. So I think that they could be on, like, we should watch them very, very closely. For sure. I'm more so meant they're not going to be higher than that. Like, there's no way they're going to be a top six seed, I think. Oh, okay. Yes, I agree with that. We have two hot takes from, from donations we got to address. Listen, if you donate, you get your hot take re- uh, read out loud. That's how it works. Special privileges of being a supporter. Tyrone says, hot take, Steph Curry is one of the best rim finishers of all time. Obviously, big men are the best rim finishers. Pound for pound, though, like at the point guard position, he's up there statistically. Sure. Like he's, he's an elite rim finisher for sure. People don't necessarily think about him that way, but it's facts. Yeah, exactly. I, when it just, this just happens whenever a player has an extraordinary skill that only – he can do in the nba and that just puts everything else every other part of his game makes it makes every other part of his game like under a shadow it's unseen but he is generally that's like a part of what makes him so hard to stop is because he can get to the rim with ease because he can blow past by anyone dance around anyone and he has the finesse of the best so 100 like that yeah i like that next one that one guy tips three dollars he says the Mavs are going to end up with the top five or six seed, and Luka will carry them to a Western Conference Finals appearance slash win. Do you see the Mavericks making a run like they did a couple years ago when they made it to the Western Conference Finals? I do not. I do not. Uh, they mm. would have to beat the. They would have to beat the Nuggets or the Timberwolves, or they would have to beat the Nuggets, Timberwolves, the Thunder, or the Clippers in a series, and they have not shown the ability to do that. Yeah. If the, if the playoffs start today and they got the, they're in the playing right now, they're seven seed. Let's say they get the seven seed, they play the Thunder round one. Tough matchup. I'd pick the Thunder to win that. Let's say they do it. It wouldn't be that shocking. They could beat the Thunder. Second round, they would end up facing the winner of the Nuggets series, right? Because they play they pay the winner of the three seed. Yeah. Are they gonna beat the Thunder and then the Nuggets and then get to the no. Western Conference Finals and go with if Thunder, Nuggets, Nuggets, Timberwolves? Then they might win the championship. Bro, if they beat Thunder, Nuggets, Timberwolves. Crown Luca the best player in the world. That'd be ridiculous. Bro, with the yeah, roster that'll he be has. Insane. That'll be insane. Nuts. I would say right now, like obviously out of the three as I came coming into the season, I was the lowest on the Dallas Mavericks. But I am not going to continuously doubt Luka Doncic and his capabilities. And because of that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shorthand the, the Mavs as much as I really, really want to, simply because that guy is really fucking good. He's insane. Yeah. Another donation came in from first last tip three dollars. Hot take: Sangoon has been a top three center. Well, I'll go out front and say he has not, but I appreciate the Sangoon love. He's been incredible. We talked about him a couple of streams ago. Pushing top ten centers, like he's definitely in that mix. Like he's been legitimately really good. If the Raptors were, I mean, if the Rockets were a better team, he'd have some All Star buzz. I don't think it, there's just too many names for him to make it this year. I think, but he's been legit. He's really great. Yeah, he's yeah. cool. Top three is ridiculous. Yeah, so L take, but it's a soft L take. I respect you. I appreciate the love for Sengun. It's a polite L take. <laughs> yeah, no. This is Sengun's burner, bro. He's trying to get them all star votes in. You see? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Taking a number from chat. Let's see. Wizards are the least talented team in the NBA by far from Alec Who. Least uh, talented. Who has the better collection of players, the Wizards or the Pistons? I, think I might the Pistons. Leave. Yeah, I think I, they have the better collection of talent, to be honest. Yeah, they suck, but least talented? I think the Wizards deserve that title. Yeah, I can yeah. give that to them. Yeah, their best player is Kyle Kuzma. Like, that alone, there's no star there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Denny Abdia has been bombed. Bilal Koulibaly, he's a rookie who's been getting a lot of love as, as deserved. But, 
They're Outside in the of... trenches. <laughs> yeah. They suck no, so you're, much. You're talking about talent. You're like, Denny. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but Denny's been hooping all this season, though. I'm being real. No, he is, but, like, he's not that guy. That I don't like... care. <laughs> Another donation from Cars Kicks. He says, love y'all's channel, guys. I should know this, but what are each of your guys' number one favorite player of all time? Donovan is obviously Carmelo. I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess through. Carmelo, Trey Young, LeBron. No, I'm LeBron. Okay, LeBron, LeBron. You're, are you Steph Curry? Oh, you're Kobe. Never mind. You're Kobe. You, never mind. You're the better Melo. That's right. <laughs> the better Melo. <laughs> is, Mel, is Melo number two? Uh, he is three. Mike Curry? Curry number two? Yeah. Munch. Mm, okay. Nice. Um, Who's your number two, Isaac? It was prime James Harden. Hmm. I, I'm i a little disillusioned over the previous years. So don't maybe he's falling down. But Yeah, 2018 James Harden is probably number two. That was like, if I, if I wasn't born a Lakers fan for my family and I got into basketball on my own accords, like obviously LeBron's my first favorite, but he like moved teams a lot. I probably would have became a Rockets fan naturally in high school from being a fan of Harden. Thank God you got saved. <laughs> you know, thank God. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I inherited the Lakers nepotism from my parents being from L.A. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, LeBron's my one, and then PG-13 is my two. Him, back in the days when he dunked on Chris Anderson and had that squiggly hairline, I'm like, bro, you got me. I'm sold. <laughs> You're much for life off of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see, hot take. The Thunder will make the Western Conference Finals. I don't think it's a hot take. I think I would predict that. So, good take. W yeah, take for you. not at all. I'll give you a W take. Do it on screen. There we go. <laughs> this guy's spamming up. I take Isaiah Joe will be the MVP. <laughs> I'll give you a laugh. Right, Good that one. That is oh. very, very nasty work. Will said, hot take. The Knicks and the Magic won't make the playoffs. Obviously, no take. One of them is for sure making the playoffs. Probably both. Do you guys see a world where either one of them can miss it? No. The not four not. and seven well, season? Well, I guess, I guess realistically, yeah. Like, if the Knicks are in the play-in and lose two straight games, then I guess so, but I don't think that that's going to happen. So, nah. L take. Mm. L. Let's see who we want to go there with next. Go. You got you see one, Mo? Yeah, I got you. Um, this is more so for Donovan, I guess, and, and you, Isaac. Someone says, old school NBA player. Hot take, Darren Williams is criminally underrated. Where do you think Darren Williams – I'm going to reformat this question. Where do you think Darren Williams, prime Darren Williams, would be – Ranked as a point guard in the NBA today, top ten. Um, uh, I don't know if he'd be top five. He wouldn't be top five. I think he's underrated for what he did in his era, and he was like more of a product of a weaker point guard era. I think. Hmm. Are they top ten? Luca, Curry, SGA, Tyrese, Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, John Morant. He could be number eight. Heads, heads, like he's for sure better. Without without any doubt. And then after 9, 10, those are real conversations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to argue Darren Williams versus John Morant, I get it. It's a weird comparison. <laughs> Prime Darren Williams, probably, he deserves that, I think. Darren Williams could probably be in the conversations with, like, a Jaw or De'Aaron Fox, maybe Dame, like, in that, like, 5 to 7 range. But I, I think he yeah. firmly wouldn't be top 5. Yeah, I got to understand the conversations that Darren Williams was in, right? Like, Darren Williams was in conversations with Prime CP3. So, I, it's yeah. it's... Is like disrespect. It's funny to say that Darren Williams is criminally underrated all the time, like because nobody really thinks of Darren Williams in that way. But right now, he would be a top ten point guard. Like he just he is he is and was that good. 
Yeah, easily mm-hmm. top ten. I I I feels because like again, the narrative is always like he was in conversations with CB three, like so that makes you think like oh should he be top top three point guard? But like I don't even know CB three would be the third best point guard in the league today, prime CB three, already. So it's hard to put if even if you're saying Darren Williams is directly behind him, at best he could be fourth. So it's Oof. tough. Man, Different that era. is tough. That is tough. Oh, well, I got another hot take. Abnav says Curry isn't the best PG in the NBA anymore. Ooh, I'm with you. I finally made it. I finally made it. I admitted it. I've been saying it everywhere on the last pod. I think it's Lucas, it's Lucas year to take that throne as number one PG. Part of it is because they have Curry playing fucking shooting guard next to Chris Paul, which was a stupid-ass decision from the jump. It's They're massacring my boy. But I think Lucas hit the point where shooting's better, defense is better, unfuck with the Bulls, a passer, a rim score, a mid-range score in the post. He kind of just checks every box that I don't know how you don't give him the benefit of the doubt. <sighs> no, nah, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Keep in mind, it's Donovan's second favorite player of all time, so take it with a grain of salt. They won't. Yeah, exactly. Listen, I, I just like, you won't take the title for my sweet king. Like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> for my sweet king? Oh, real quick. Now that you mentioned that, Donovan, what did you do for your – oh, this is not even a good question for you. Munchman, Isaac, what did you do for your nat- for National Braun Day? On his birthday, what did you do? Did you throw I had a, a fine party steak dinner? What? Me and my girlfriend went to a Brazilian steakhouse, and I was like, "Bron, this one's for you." I tipped twenty three dollars and sixty cents. It was great. <laughs> uh, bro, that is fantastic. Yeah, I, I went ahead, stayed up all night with my girl. I watched a uh, fan-made LeBron James documentary on YouTube. Nasty work, I know, but it was a 10 out of 10. No, you're scaring the host. She's terrified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was telling me, don't you ever treat me like this? I don't feel any, I don't feel special. I'm like, are you 6'8 and 260? Do you come from Akron, Ohio? Have you ever, have you ever beat the 73 and fucking nine Warriors? Don't ever talk to me like that. <laughs> Do you even have four championships to your name? <laughs> exactly. One for your city, one, one for LA. <laughs> exactly. Can't even be number one all-time scoring. Show me a bucket right now. Show me your jump shot. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I wish this happened in real life. I wish this wasn't fiction. <laughs> no, I actually did say that sure one day. I sort of got. Do you even have a post game? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> that feels like a good place to end the stream. I feel like that that was a good amount of hot takes. I, that's that's a hilarious end note for everybody here. I appreciate y'all coming out. I appreciate you spamming the hot takes. Come here next Monday. We'll be back, and the Monday after that, and the Monday after that, and the Monday after that, and the Monday after that. And it's not going to end. We're going to be here every week. Tune in. All right, yes, sir. <laughs> we'll see you all later, man.